mercy and faithfulness that has made us to see another dawn. We appreciate how you have preserved and kept us all through the night. Thank you. We thank you for choosing to serve us in this manner. The Bible said you neither sleep nor slumber. Lord, we appreciate this wonderful service of protecting, preserving, sustaining us all through the night. Father, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. So many of us, we have enjoyed it for several years. And you are not fed up, you are not tired. We appreciate you, Father. Please accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning, we have come to learn of you. We have come to learn at your feet. We ask, O oh God, that in your infinite mercy, you will expose to us that which is needful so that we can be better people in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Help us, Lord, to articulate your word properly and also to understand it perfectly in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, because we know, as we know and pray on what we know, there will be speedy answers in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Please, this morning, permit us to go into the book of Luke. Luke chapter 2, we look at something very profound from that passage. Luke. Book of Luke chapter 2, we read verse number 7. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we read verse number 7. It said, And she brought forth her first son, her firstborn son, and wrapped him in a winding clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for him in the inn. I want to talk briefly on how much room. How much room. Because I believe that I'm talking majorly with believers. However, I won't assume for too long. How much room? This was the creator of the old earth that came to the world. The savior of mankind who came to the world filled with grace and power. But there was no room for him in the inn. There was no room for him to lay his head in the inn. There was no space for him in, the, in that comfortable hotel. He was completely shut out of that hotel. The hotel can be likened to hearts. The hearts of men. In fact, the Bible tells us in the New Testament, in John chapter 1, verse 12, he said he came to his own. His own knew him not and refused to receive him. 
but as many that receive it, he gave them power to become the sons of God. What a privilege lost or missed because there was no room in the inn. That inn would have been blessed. That inn would have rejoiced. That inn would have been transformed. That inn would have received God's presence. But there was no place in the inn. The inn refused to accept him. The inn refused to receive him. The inn refused to accommodate him. Jesus said in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. But for so many today, he's been knocking. But they have not given him space in the room. He's been knocking, but they have not allowed him to come in. In some instances, they had opened the door, but they have not allowed him to fully occupy the spirit. They have not given him the privilege and the honor to be king in that space. They have not allowed him to be Lord in that space. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 26. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 26. He said, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. There is a request this morning, if we don't know it, that the most important part or aspect of our life that God wants is our heart. And he doesn't want just part of it. He wants all of it. He wants all of it. And so unfortunately, so many say they have received him, but they have not allowed him to fully occupy their heart. They have not allowed him to truly be Lord over their heart. Let's not forget that it's not just not who, those who confess that Jesus is Lord, but it's those who truly Jesus is Lord in their lives. And the place where Jesus can rule from is our heart. From our heart, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It is from the heart that we decide and make choices in life. But the question is, is Jesus truly Lord in our heart? You see, it's not all those who say, Lord, 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 but those who obey what I say that are truly mine. So God is demanding from us today the entirety of our heart, the entirety of the space in our hearts, not just part of it. How much room have we given for him to stay and rule in our lives by occupying the entire space in our heart? Some people have given their heart to other things. Some have given their heart to money. Some have given their heart even to men as idols. 
men dictate and decide. Some have even given their heart to traditions of men, just like what Jesus rebuked. He said, you have exalted the tradition of men above the word of God. Some have made people king in their heart. They know that some things are wrong. But when those individuals make demands from their lives, they compromise for several reasons. How much room does Jesus have? How much space does Jesus have in your heart? He's asking and demanding for nothing but all. He wants all the space in our heart. He wants to be Lord of our heart. Let's carefully look at the other extreme. We are Satan fill the hearts of men. We see that, for example, in the book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 3, where Peter said to Ananias and Sephiria, he said, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Satan occupied the entire heart of Ananias and Sephiria. These were people who were in church. Yet, Satan was Lord over their heart. They conceived ideas that are evil. They conceived ideas that are contrary to the will of God. And they executed. How much space do we have for God in our heart? In this case, Satan filled their heart. In fact, there is another case, the case of Judas. The Bible says Satan entered into him. Satan entered into him. This morning, every space that Satan has occupied in our hearts, in our homes, in our families, in the church of God, we cast him out in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 A Satan-filled heart have three of these characteristics. Number one, anything evil can happen through that person or even in the life of that person. When Satan fills your heart, anything evil can happen. You can be controlled to do anything because he's in control. And he has no other business but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Number two, there will be no fear of God at all. There will be no altar of the fear of God at all in a certain field. Ah. So when you see someone who doesn't fear God, when you see the manifestation of evil, you know that Satan has taken control of this heart. And Satan is the one controlling the earth. A good example was Abraham when he went to down to uh, uh, the city of Abimelech, the king. The Bible says that when he got there, I told the wife, he said, look here, I perceive that there's no fear of God here. Therefore, please, when they ask you, who are you? Just tell them you are my sister. You are not my wife because they can kill me 
just to get you. So anywhere that there is no fear of God, anything evil can happen, and that is a Satan-filled or a Satan-filled society. Every society that is on earth today where Satan is reigning, we dethrone him in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Number three, it's a darkened heart. Number three, the third characteristic is is a darkened heart, a heart that is alienated from the life of God. A heart that is darkened. And this is why Jesus came. Jesus came to change this situation, to turn around the heart of men. So as many that receive him, he comes into their lives and send all these forces out. That is the devil and his angels. He sent them out of our heart and he seeks to occupy our heart. However, unfortunately, it's not everybody that have given their entire heart to God. This morning, we are going to pray specifically for our heart that God will take total control, not just partly control, but total control, that there will be no room for Satan and his fallen angels to operate or influence or direct in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Now, let's look at the godly controlled act. What are the things that we can find there? Number one, it is said to be controlled by God. And because God is love, you see the manifestation of not just love, but every fruit of the Spirit as against the works of the flesh. When the Holy Spirit is in control of a heart, that heart will obviously and definitely begin to manifest love, manifest every fruit of the Spirit that emanates from love. Number two, the heart will be perfect. It will be perfect. First Chronicles 29:19. First Chronicles 29:19. David prayed for Solomon. He said, Oh God, that thou will give unto Solomon an understanding heart. The heart that is subject to you. So that he can rule properly, not only rule properly, but also build the house of God. So the heart where God reigns and rules is the perfect heart, is an understanding heart. Number three is the heart that is godly because it's the heart that accepts godly counsel. There are some people who cannot counsel these days anymore. In fact, the moment they realize that it is a godly counsel, they don't want to hear how much more embrace and live by it. There are various kinds of counsel. And that's why we need to mind those we make our counselor. That's why we need to mind those we call our friends. 
immoral. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every bad friends around us, they either become good or they leave us alone in the mighty name of Jesus. So, the third characteristic is the fact that it is a heart that is ruled by the word of God. We are the word of God, richly dwells. If you look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, it said, Let the word of God dwell in you richly, not poorly. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Once the word of God dwells in you richly, it becomes easy for you to be spirit-controlled. Don't forget that the word itself is spirit and life. He said, the word that I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. And once the word of God dwells in you, it does not only help in leading you, but it also helps in protecting you. The scripture says, when the enemy shall come in lack of love, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against the enemy. Where will that spirit arise from? From your heart. You will lift up a standard against all the wives of the enemy. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we can ask or even think about. Your prayer become effective once the word of God dwells in our hearts. From today, may the word of God not only dwell in our hearts, but it may it find expression there. In the mighty Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. It brings favor our way. Amen. It enables us to always, at every point in time, in any battle, to be victorious. May that be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What kind of example do we have? We have a perfect example in Jesus. Who was controlled, who gave every part of his heart to God. And as a result of that, he was completely controlled by God. I want you to turn with me your Bibles very quickly. We see something in Second Chronicles Corinthians chapter 5, verse, verse 19. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. It says something very profound. And I pray that this testimony of Jesus will truly become our own testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. What did he say? He said to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not in putting their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of what? Of reconciliation. The main word I want to bring out there, our statement I want to bring out here is that God was in Christ. Is God in you? That's number one question. And number two question, is he 
fully occupied all the space in you? Is he fully occupied all the space in you? That is the question. When we compare it to the life of Jesus, God was fully occupied every space in the heart of Jesus. No wonder he was able to do the great things he did. No wonder he was able to be used mightily of God for the salvation of humanity. If God is in you, it will be obvious everywhere you go to. If God is in you, your protection is guaranteed. If God is in you, your needs will be met. Jesus Amen. never lacked anything because God was in him. And how do we know that? If he is in you, he will control you and lead you to green pastors. Amen. He, will not con he will not lead you to scarcity. He will lead you to green pastors. If God is in you, even your feet, your toes will not dash any foot because angels are available to make sure that you are fully protected. From today, we will enjoy every protection that God can give in the name of Jesus. Amen. From today, he will lead us to where we will find green pastors. We will not touch anything good. In the name of Jesus. Amen. From today, because God is in us, sickness will not prosper in our bodies in the name of Jesus. Amen. Look at most sickness in the world. How are they contacted from person to person? God said, look here, no sickness will prosper in our body. In fact, he says, when we touch people, that the people shall recover from their sickness. We touch the sick. Instead of catching the sickness, we are giving life. We are giving health to people. How can Jesus be fully occupying the life of a person and yet that person is carrying coronavirus? It can never happen. See, how God was in Jesus Christ and he went about. He laid hands on the sick. They recovered. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Ghost and with power who went about not doing evil but doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. May God always be with us. Amen. May God always be in us. Amen. May God occupy every space in us. Amen. And there will be no room for any other thing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And this will require our conscious effort to always submit to him. The Bible says, submit to God and then resist the devil he will flee from you. From today, Satan will have no part in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, we must give ourselves consistently to the word of God. Like we talked about in Ephesians 3, 19. He said, let the word of God. I mean, Colossians 3, 16. He said, let the word of God richly dwell in our heart. Not poorly. 
not poorly, but richly dwell in our heart. And number three, that we will give ourselves to pleasing God, to the authority of God, not to the authority of men, not to the authority of the devil, not to the authority of tradition, but we will be committed to the word of God. Each time we face situation, we ask, what does the word say about this matter? Anything that is contrary to the word, you have no part in it. Mm. May that become our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So with this understanding, we are going to pray. And the first thing we want to do, we want to be sure that Jesus has the entire space in our heart to himself. He's in total control. He is the master. He is the Lord. That's the starting point. It's not all that say, Lord, Lord. But those who truly Jesus is Lord over their heart, in charge of their heart. So you are going to say to the Lord today, say, Lord, I'm sorry for withholding part of my heart from you. This morning, I rededicate my entire heart to you. Take absolute control. Have your way. Take preeminence. Be Lord indeed in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voice and begin to pray. Let's begin to Let's begin to respond to God. Lord, take absolute control of my heart from today. Take absolute control of my heart from our hearts 
In the mighty name of Jesus. Brethren, there is no greater prayer than this. Because when the fullness of God resides in your heart, it is the mother of all breakthroughs. Uh -huh. When God fully takes possession and there is no room anymore for Satan, you know, the Bible talks in Revelation, it said there was war in heaven. I said the devil and his angels, they were casted out. And right from that moment, then there was peace in heaven. If you want to enjoy any kind of breakthrough, the devil must be driven away from your heart. And God must take full possession. And the heart has an enormous potential. Let me give you an example. For instance, now, your heart, with the knowledge it has about Ireland, if I mention any place in Ireland, it will bring up the picture of that place. Our heart has the capacity to contain the whole world. Why? Because it can contain God. When you mention a place, permit me to use Nigeria or Lagos, and I mention a street there, and you have been there before, you know the place, your heart has recorded that place, the whole picture of that place comes alive in you. That is why the Bible says, because they refuse to retain God in their hearts, he gave them over to a reprobate mind. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may our heart contain the fullness of God. Amen. May every every other thing leave our heart in the Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. I want you to pray and say in the name of Jesus, I dislodge any demonic force that is occupying any part of my heart. I cast you out and I pray, oh God, let your fullness dwell in my heart in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Let me enjoy your father there will be no room for the devil to operate. There will be no room for the devil to operate in the name of Jesus. Satan, I cast you out. I resist you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I dedicate my heart to God. I dedicate this heart to God. I dedicate this heart to God. And show the spirit of God alone in the name of Jesus. Oh God, take possession of my heart. Have your place in my heart. Ah, 
Let your fullness dwell in the heart, oh God, in every member of my family. Begin to pray for others. Every member of the church, begin to pray for others. Lord, take possession of us. Let the heart, oh God, as many, oh God, that protest Christ, we totally be for Jesus. Let our heart be only committed to Jesus. The grace to consistently resist the devil, to say no to the activity of Satan, we receive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. I believe you have heard and read the passage in scriptures in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, that said, Guide your heart with all diligence. With all diligence. That's what the Bible says. With all diligence. With all diligence. For out of it comes the issue of life. Why did he say we should guide it? Because the enemy will make attempt to come back again and again to seek possession. But he will not prosper in the name of Jesus. I want you to make commitment for you and your family, your children, and say the name of Jesus, Satan, will resist you. You will not have any place in our heart. Just one more time. Let's pray that prayer. We resist you. We cover our hearts. At the heart of every member of our family with the blood of Jesus. We cover our hearts at the heart of every member of our family with the blood of Jesus. Every member of the church of God. We cover them with the blood of Jesus. soak our hearts in the blood. I will not be deceived. I will not be deceived anymore. Father, my of our warfare, they are not carnal, but mighty through God 
to the pulling down of the stronghold. Those strongholds built by the devil in our hearts and bringing down into captivity every idea, everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. In the name of Jesus, we pull down every stronghold of Satan in hearts of our brethren all over the world in the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voice and pray. Let's pray for the leadership of the church. Let's pray for the leadership of the church. We pull down, including myself, every God that exalts itself, every imagination of Satan that has in our hearts. We pull them down. We dismantle them in the Jesus, mighty name, we are praying. Amen. We are going to preach the gospel through our prayers this morning. The Bible says, at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Every close heart to Jesus, let them be opened by force and by fire. In the country of Ireland, in the country of Poland, in the country of whatever country you you even belong to begin to pray that the hearts of men will be open for access for Jesus to have access in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray for the salvation of souls. We pray in the name of Jesus that the heart of men, the heart of women, the heart of boys, the heart of girls, let it be open in the name of Jesus. We command it to be open. Every power that has closed the heart of every power that has closed the heart of every power that has closed the heart of every Father, the of women all over the world. 